Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode. Zooming in all the way from Ontario. We got an old friend, Liviu Kojakaru, who is zooming in. And Liviu is, is an interesting guy. I, I, I first connected with Liviu before the pandemic. I remember his bright, smiling face being part of a, a, a group that I was speaking at. And one of the things I really appreciated, he took what he learned and he ran with it. The other thing I'm I'm admiring about Liviu is his ability to pivot. So he went from doing one thing pre-COVID, COVID came along, prices went crazy, and he, our favorite word, he pivoted. He changed, he changed what he was doing. So Liviu, welcome to the show. Great to see you again, my friend. Great to see you, Dave. Uh, it's been a while, and uh, thank you very much for the introduction. And yes, uh, uh, as Dave is saying, we met a couple prior to COVID and I've been following him for many, many years, getting all his hints and his training materials. And eventually I, I got to a point that I really needed to be more efficient at raising capital. So then I decided to take his course and his boot camp. I think it was like two days, 16 hour course. <laughs> and um, I really enjoyed it. I mean, he said, Hey, bring your laptop. We're going to get a everything done now because i know you're not going to do it so that that's really appreciated because a lot of people i took a lot of courses back in the time they give you a manual give you everything but then you go home and you forget about it and nothing happens right yeah i really really appreciated the way dave and uh, his um, assistant lorna work with us and uh, just you know you're going to stay here you do your presentation do your videos you upload it here's your website you know after day two you got you're in business so thank you very uh -huh. much dave well, thanks, Livia. It almost sounds like I, I, I'm bribing you here to do an infomercial for me, but I'm not. But I appreciate that. But oh, let's no, no. let's let's take a look at what does your real estate investing business look like now? Because it's it's different from the last time I saw you. Yes, indeed. You know, um, first time we met three years ago, I was still um, working my job, and I was doing the classical buy and hold and rent and trying to acquire as uh, many properties, cash flowing properties as you can. And then at that point I got uh, tapped out because my income could keep up with the prices and everything. So and again, with the, the market you were focusing on at that time was what? What market? GTA, um, Hamilton. Right around Toronto, yeah. Toronto and all around to uh, Niagara, St. Catharines. Because as you get far away from uh, Toronto, you can actually access better cash flow properties. Otherwise, if you mm -hmm. don't cash flow, there's no point investing, yeah. uh, in my opinion. So um, during COVID, we picked up a couple of more properties. And then um, because it was a little bit of different prices and I was happy about that. But then, as you know, like a year and a half, like about a year ago, the banks are raising all the rates and everything. So uh, right. point. I was like, what are we going to do? Because um, you cannot really sell them or anything. So we start, we took a class for infill development. So we learned how to work with existing properties we have and add value to them by uh, keeping sever or demolishing sever. So um, uh -huh. if you can take a look at my website, investwithlivy.com there, so it's the all biggest project. Uh, we end up being, buying a piece of land in um, Southern Niagara, and uh, we're really happy because we're driving around and we see like big developers, Empire and other big Ontario developers mm -hmm. popping out subdivisions everywhere. It's like, you know what? I think these guys do, did their due diligence and they know what they're doing. So I think we can we can trail behind them. So, um, but the fact that, you know, we're in town, we have infrastructure in place and everything. Yeah. Kind of 
headache with a uh, servicing of the sites because that costs the arm and a leg if you're out in the country somewhere yeah yeah so so Livia what kind of uh infill development what what kind of a building are you putting on this property what does that look like so now we have three different projects so nice. we have a project it's in uh, Paul Colburn southern um, Niagara and here we found a nice uh, corner lot and they had a really beat down 18 in the 1930 house that was not worth saving. And plus it was in the middle of the property. So we couldn't really go around mm. it. Yeah. So it was cheaper just to take it down, tear it down and put um, uh, two semis with additional um, apartments on it just to increase uh, the turnover for investor or for anybody that would buy. I mean, I, I we are in the side that we want to value, build value properties. Yeah. Like, to investors or live-in investors or live-in apartments. So we're not building million-dollar custom homes and yeah. marble driveway, anything like that. So it's purpose-built um, rentals or people that want to buy, stay. Kind of house it. hack type thing. So yeah. let, so so walk me through this one. It's uh, two semis with suites in them. So it's, it's like a duplex with legal basement suites in it. Is that what I'm understanding? It's actually better. I mean, based on how the regulation work, you can put it on the side. You don't have to put it in the basement. So basement, okay. I see it as a, as a cherry for later, like the. Oh, thing. so you can even add that in later on. There's, there's a potential. You're aware in Ontario now is the government is pushing hard to legalize like multiplex in the backyard, the yeah. backyard suite to all kinds of. Carriage houses, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Identification of the lots. So because at that point, you know, you got to work with some ratios of the property lot. They don't let you to make the ancillary uh, apartment bigger than 40% of the initial, uh, the main right. house is based on the lot coverage. So we had to tweak those numbers, but eventually when everything is going to settle and all good, it's going to end up with two triplexes. Nice. It's going to start off with kind of like two duplexes with with basements in it that can be converted into sweet something if, like that that's the idea the opportunity presents yes yeah 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 okay so that's one of the properties you're working on tell us a little bit about the other couple that you got on the go very nice i saw uh, my first property i bought was in toronto and um i'm not there anymore because i cannot build there anymore but the thing is we have a really large backyard oh. uh, and we're kind of midtown. It's not really downtown. We're really still okay when Eglinton. It's it's a LRT now being built. I think it's going to be going live within a year or so. So since last year, the Ontario, I mean Toronto, decided to allow. I mean they've been allowing for a while to build mm -hmm. uh, uh, garden suites. Okay. Or, or so, some sort so what's of a garden suite for folks that don't know that terminology? What does that mean? Suite is something. Like you can build in your backyard and you can have one bedroom, two bedrooms, whatever, depends how big your backyard is. It's the same base is some ratios based on your main house and the lot size. Yeah. So technically you can hook it up to your house utilities and functions as an addition to your house. Um, you cannot sever it. You cannot do any other deeds or lots. It sells with the main house. So it's kind of like, you know, with bigger properties back in the day, wealthy people would have their their nice mansion, and then on the back they'd have a guest house. So yeah, this is kind of an everyday or, person version of that, a garden suite. 
Right. So, so since last year, Toronto became very friendly, like never before. <laughs> so they removed the setback requirements, the parking requirements, all kinds of requirements. I mean, theoretically, they can tell you, you can do everything. But as soon as they start clamping you on parking and setbacks and that, mm -hmm. then you end up building a garage and you don't mm -hmm. want that, right? Mm -hmm. So even now, they... I became part of the whatever discussion group and all that. And they want to put a fourplex or fiveplex. They can actually build multiplex in your backyard if you're if you can. And they're, space. and they're changing the zoning. So you have R residential, RM, R something. So now you can actually turn your single home in a double home or in a duplex or triplex. And I build my house that way. I build an addition prior. And I took all my washrooms out out of the house in a tower. They're all washrooms in. So my house is a legal duplex. It could be a legal triplex. No problem. Nice. Plus this little apartment in the backyard is like, okay, you know, based on Ontario, on Toronto is always going to be Toronto. I mean, I, I don't want to offend anybody. Mm -hmm. But um, I think instead of our strategies instead of buying and deploying lots and lots of capital to acquire new properties that we have to maintain mortgages and we rather intensify it and increase the value build in value on the same property and um technically do the refinance and all that because once you put another so property, you're, you're basically talking about like a, a massive burr almost yeah, a massive yeah. burr yeah you just build something new and then Exactly. It's a massive bird. <laughs> Fascinating, Livia. So, okay. So you got a few of these on the go right now. Where do you see yourself going in the next 12 months? What's, what are your plans? Oh man, I'm fighting with different cities now to get approvals. You know, the, the nice part of the infill, they are friendly uh, <clears throat> building departments, municipalities. Mm -hmm. like Toronto is friendly. Paul Coburn, we just shook hands with the guy because it's a small city here. So we discussed like very nice with the planner. He was on the call and he was trying to help out actually, which nice. is nice. But then it going into different cities. Like let's say now we have a project in St. Catharines and they have, they were trying to do anything to dissuade you. Wow. So then we bought a lane, beautiful lot with a house in the middle and can be severed in three. So we're just trying now to put one townhouse to the left, one townhouse to the right, save the house in the middle, connected with car porches so they're legally called um, semis because otherwise yeah. you cannot, the setbacks and the same ratios and everything. Okay. But then the city insists on widening the roads and increasing the, the blah, gauge. Blah, blah. Of oh, yeah. And the engineering is, I never ran into engineering before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a challenge. So, so what, like, what would you like to do over the next year? Like, I, I understand you. What, what, what are your goals? I'm pretty ahead of, ahead with the uh, Toronto uh, mm -hmm. permit because you know some angles, roof, whatever. You cannot go too high. So it, it is. I mean, one. I just want to give an advice to people. One, your architect tells you it's going to take 15 days or 30 days or something. It's just you submit, and then takes around six, seven months. Wow. Long process. It's just, I, I mean, I've been through this so, so much. I mean, I'm happy. It's like, oh my God, it's going to go through. But all of a sudden something comes from the left side. Left, oh, you didn't consider your 
lot of drainage. Now you got to build some drains and some sump pumps and you got to talk yeah. to engineering. And so just be patient, be patient and be prepared to uh, put up with a lot of departments. You never know. You never, never knew existed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's well, that, that's why I, I remember a couple of years ago working with a, a client, maybe, you know, or Karina, uh, who was doing infill developments and, and things like that. Hell, you might've learned some of this stuff from her. She's starting to teach this stuff. Um, that that was what they brought to the table was they would find these properties, get them under contract, um, usually leave the, at the beginning, they'd leave the house on the property, but they would do all of the permit work and all of the approvals and they get the development plans created and everything ready to go what I think she called shovel ready and then just sell that opportunity to a developer and save them all of that headache. And, and that was their way of increasing the value of the property without actually doing any of the work. So you're doing the whole thing. You're finding the property. You're, you're figured out what to do with it and then you're doing it. So yeah, that's a lot more work. Going to development phase. I mean, we do that too, because, um, while I was waiting on a permit last year, I was getting frustrated. So I decided to get my Tyrion. Tyrion in Ontario, it's a license for builders in order to build new homes. Mm. So you got to be certified, Tyrion certified to build new homes and sell them as new. Okay. So I didn't know how the market is going to go. My friend said, hey, you know what? You can, you can be the developer for a lot of properties besides yours. So you just got to right. have rotate the trades and oversight everything and do the development and just sell it as you said so this is a direction we are looking at we, we want to buy lots and you know do the severance plan and do it and sell it shovel ready as you said mm-hmm. it's something we're looking at i mean my wife gabriella is very good at keeping on top of people and talking to surveyors and talking to all everybody so um it's something we look at but since we have three active projects now kind of in different phases yeah yeah, so, so that's what I'm hearing of you is is for this next year you just want to get you want to get your shit together with with what's going on with what you currently have and, and get that all tied up. Am, am I understanding that right? Correct, but we yeah. always keep for opportunity. My wife she's a realtor, and people yeah. all the time come with all kinds of leads and other randoms. Hey, you're still looking for this infields? Oh, you're still looking for that? It's like yeah, we'll take a look, but we only touch stuff that we know is not going to be a a burden for years and years yeah so now you know probably not to try to do another one in st Catharines or wherever they're being a real paid right to talk me out of it but st Catharines is a good place to oh, be oh it's a great town yeah 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 for sure and if you go to the hoops and loops and you know create three townhouses out of one little one and other sudden with ancillary apartments and all those things we end up with seven eight units which yeah. is I mean, you bite your tongue for a year, but you end up a couple of millions later. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's that's a good way to look at it. Maybe you speaking of of coming up with the money, what if you don't mind sharing, what are you doing? Are you working with any uh, any private money partners or joint venture partners on any of these deals? How are how are you guys, you know, financing these properties typically? these deals well uh the first couple of them we finance them by refinancing our existing portfolio. Okay. Because they've been bought for years and we have building equity. So we use them to put second mortgages or some sort of other ways to get proper uh, value out of them. Yep. And then as soon as we get them to frame, to frame a level, then we can put a construction mortgage on them. 
Mm -hmm. But uh, this point is, if we start building four or five at a time, then we're not going to have enough cash to start digging, put foundation, put the framing in and the roof and everything, which is about $400,000. Wow. Yeah, yep. just to get so at that point the bank comes that gives you whatever three fifty from that four hundred you spend, and then you go forward. Mm -hmm. So our challenges lately is um, just to find the startup, the project startup money, to um, to get the the building going. So that's uh, that. So you're, you're up until now you've been kind of been self financing these projects based on your your portfolio. Equity. Portfolio equity we build in in other yeah. properties. But moving ahead, if you want to scale it, now you're going to look at bringing on investors or joint venture partners or, or something like that. So what's uh, what's what's your plan of action for doing that, Livy? Well, I keep going back to your course. You know, Dave is <laughs> okay. not paying me to say nothing about that. But the thing is, I always go back and say, hey, okay, we tap on the people two, three years ago. You see, I'm a foreigner. I'm, I'm coming from Romania. My wife is Chinese. We don't have the network of hundreds of people in the in the phone contacts, like Dave is saying. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's a pretty short list. <laughs> so once we go there, like now I'm happy COVID is over. So we can actually go to uh, meetups. We can go yeah. to shows. We can go make some FaceTime with people, present our, we might take a booth actually to one of the big shows and present our projects. We got our name out there. And then technically, you're going to follow the same strategy with uh, videos and the newsletters and everything that you've taught. Mm -hmm. um, because we got to the point, I was like, hey, we cannot really get a lot of, I mean, the banks help, but at different stage. Yeah, of course. But it's nice to have other people investing uh, and be fluid and you don't have to go through all the delays and everything through lawyers and through Bank. By the time you get money from the bank, I think it takes three months just to do something. Well, I like I like your idea there, Livio, that um, of expanding your network through real estate meetups, real estate investment clubs, all of all of those kind of ideas. You're in a beautiful place to do that because there's a bunch of them, like there are a ton, and you're doing something kind of different that a lot of people are going to be curious about. So if I were you, that's where I definitely put a lot of focus would be not just attending. Sure. You got to attend those, those, those different meetings. Maybe you tag team with your wife. I'm not sure if she's comfortable public speaking or whatnot, but because there's a lot of meetups around Toronto. So you go to one, she goes to another, you kind of get, you, you get to know those people. And then you ask the organizers, if they're interested in having you do a little presentation about what you guys are doing with development deals. And I'm sure 90% of them are going to say, yes, they'd love to have you do a presentation there. You get up there, you show people what you've done, what you're up to. You tell the war stories like this. And, and here's the cool thing, as you know, Livio, it's the 80, 20 rule with everything. So you go to a real estate meetup out of, you know, Everybody there, 20% are like you who are in the trenches doing it full on. 80% are kind of sitting on the sidelines. Maybe they did a deal five years ago. They're, they're scared to pull the trigger. They don't know what's going on. There are lots of really good prospective joint venture partners in those groups who would love to partner up with you guys 
and go along for the ride, knowing that you're going to lead, you're, you're going to be the driver. Does that make sense? And, and the good news is those people already drank the real estate Kool-Aid. They get it. Like you don't have to educate them about here's the big benefits of real estate. Here's the eight different profit centers or blah, blah, blah. They get it. So, so I think that's a really good shortcut for both you and your wife to take. I think it's wonderful. No, thank you very much for validating my, uh, my idea. Yeah. yeah. My wife is very good. She's very, she's more fluent than me actually. And she's a realtor and she has the lingo and the buzzwords and all that stuff. So she loves, sometimes I got to tell her, Hey, just get to the point and kind of keep it. <laughs> you know? Care, care, careful. That hasn't worked well with me when I talked to my wife. Tell her. Get to the yeah. Point. We only have 10 minutes. We got to get down to the action plan. I'm more structured. It's yeah. like, Hey, we present something. We make a proposal and it's an action call, right? You got to follow yeah. the, we learn it from your presentation. It's like, you know, you, you don't ramble for two hours about something and people don't know. So what do you want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. This, this would even be a little bit different. You just basically pull out a, a small part of your investor presentation, do that as a 15 minute type thing. No, for sure. I, th I think that's great. And here's the other thing I, before I forget the view. Your fluency is, is your English is excellent. So don't, don't, I know we all have that hang up. I lived in Costa Rica. Well, I lived in Latin America for 14 years. I did business in Spanish. I knew my Spanish was not perfect by any stretch, but you know what? People respect that, right? The fact that you're a new, not so much anymore, but you're a newcomer to the country. English is not your first language. And there you are crushing it, doing deals. People love that. It's kind of like that. That holy crap! Here's the this guy, dream. the Canadian dream. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you are. You're living the Canadian dream way better than ninety nine percent of Canadians, man. As most newcomers to the country do, like newcomers hit the ground running. They, they realize all the opportunities around us. So I think you're a massive inspiration to newcomers, and you're a good kick in the ass for everybody else who was born here. Going, what's my this this guy? Didn't even speak English when he came here. Look at he's crushing it. What's my excuse, right? So, so don't let that slow you down at all, my friend. Last of it, I, I just make fun of it now. It's like you know, it is yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, it's and it's very, very good. Trust me, I used to teach English. I didn't teach it very well, but I used to be an English teacher. So your English is very, very good, my friend. Oh, that's that's awesome, Nibia. So, what are some of the kind of the hiccups or the challenges besides dealing with? You know, just besides the nitty gritty of dealing with cities and permits and all that kind of stuff, what's kind of getting in in the way between where you guys are at and where you want to go? Well, it's um, we got to think about the microeconomics and the the micro and, and um, the macro, the macroeconomics, yeah. right? Because the thing now, a lot of people they don't know exactly where's the real estate going to go because yeah. of the old interest rates going up and whatever, third world war starting, whatever. People, they have a lot of fear. Mm. And I can see projects being delayed, like big projects being delayed and keep reading the news that whatever developers, they drop the price by 20%, by 30%. So this is not a good uh, outlook. But the thing is, you know, a lot of people say, hey, you buy and you build when it's bought on the streets. Mm. I believe that. I believe yeah. that. So we're going to keep building regardless. And um, depending, sometimes I believe like whatever you're in action you attract people in action and we have people coming over and say hey be our developer or be mm -hmm. our we have this piece of land let's partner up and do something yeah so 
we are just putting ourselves out there and the opportunity comes to us now. Yeah, and nice. We, we decide what I want to do. Yeah. So micro, we got to figure out to have a source of uh, reliable source of um, the money and investment so we can keep getting stuff and build stuff. And then we got to figure out what happens to economics, but that affects everybody. So are you, are you doing any are you doing any build to rent projects that you're actually going to continue to own after you finish them or are you planning to sell everything? No, 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 no. Actually no. Uh, we're going to keep everything. Oh good. All right. I was hoping that was the answer. We're going to keep everything for a couple of years or so. Yeah. Um first because uh, you know the market change and probably we're not going to make much based on whatever we long loans we got and carry right. costs so we, we want to keep it because uh, like later on, people always want to do duplex or a triplex or some semis or something. I mean, it's the bread and butter of real estate. It's everything yeah. on alien or something, right? So it's, uh, we're going to keep everything we build. Smart, smart. I love it. You live you. Awesome, my friend. Time flies when we're having fun. If people want to reach out and connect with you, find out more about what you're doing, where should they go? Well, the way you said it at the beginning, I have a website that uh, I took Dave's advice and he's a Wilson guy. is very great. So investwithleview.com. So it's one word, investwithleview, leave you as L-I-V-I-U.com. And then you're going to find there all the contacts, phone number, our updates, projects, and pretty much everything we do, what we want to do. Excellent. Very good, my friend. Well, congratulations to do to you and your lovely wife. and. And I really admire how you've pivoted and how you've created a whole new focus and a whole new business out of what you're up to in real estate investing. And, and I wish you much continued success. Thank you very much, Dave. Good luck to you too. And keep up with the educational programs you have. It's very good. I've been following, as I said, for maybe 10 years altogether. And I still get your emails and I still look into that. And I like the warranty of the product. I still reach it. Lauren, I say, hey, I want that presentation because it's a lifetime product. And I, I really, you didn't pay me to do this, but it's great. I like that. I can go back and say, hey, I'm a student for two years ago. Please give me the current whatever presentation or whatever stuff. So she gives it to me. It's like, yeah, leave it, no problem. Good luck. <laughs> awesome, it's, like a, it's, it's like a community. You know, I love that. It's not just you buy something and then you forgot. And then you've been in business. And you, I think you're going to be in business until you die because you love it. I so do. Gonna, I I do. Hopefully it's a while from now. That's the goal. <laughs> awesome, my friend. Thank you so much. And everybody, thanks for tuning in. Take care. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, bye.